Hello everybody! Are you and the wife looking for that perfect wintertime no-COVID getaway? Annoying poor and dispossessed underclasses freezing to death in your home state getting you down. Well, while their wages and life expectancy are down, it surfs up for fun when you pipe aboard 10 cruise cruises. All of our trips to Cancun are designed to satisfy the whims of every lying, treacherous, low-life weasel looking to make some distance between himself and his slowly dying constituency. Because here at Ted Cruz Cruises, we know you don't have to give a shit. Gorge yourself at our Kurt Voltheim honorary I was nowhere near the war salad bar. Listen to the socially apathetic songs of our born-again maskless COVID choir. Yes, just relax while you shit on everybody from a beautiful Cancun hotel room. And don't worry, if you get caught, you can blame the kid! Yes, here at Ted Cruz Cruises, we specialize in the perfect holiday for spineless, sociopathic, evil, swamp-dwelling pieces of human shit just like Ted Cruz. Hop on board, Captain, because here at Ted Cruz Cruises, turds aren't the only thing that float anchors away. Australia, from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious Bill Show Studios, it's time for the Bill Show Politics This Week, and now, here are your hosts, Bill and Randy. Hello, Randy. Hello, Willie. Ahoy. It's so good to talk to you. Ahoy there, bucko. <laughs> yeah. I just got off the uh, boat. <laughs> uh, from your Ted Cruz cruise. Ted Cruz cruises, where everyone's happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, did, your kids, did your kids make you do it? Yeah, a kid did. A kid. I blame it on the kid. Yeah, you know, I remember that. Yeah, that was kind of like, like uh, that was going to be what Hitler would say. You know, so, oh, it's the kids, man. I tell you, I really yeah, didn't want to kill yeah, six people. Blame million. it on the kids. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, you're sitting in the uh, palatial but not ostentatious Bill Show Studios. Yeah, I'm actually not. A, I'm not at home. Where are you? I'm sitting in a luxury seaside hotel. Um, Ooh. Looking at it, looking out at the ocean. You got a gig. Um, you got a gig, didn't you? You got a gig, didn't you? No, 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 no. During COVID, forget it. Oh, that's no. Right. Anyway, I'm just, te- I'm just uh, saying to the folks at home. Usually, I'm in my man cave. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in Castle Maine, yeah. uh, which or Castle Maine, if you prefer, uh, which is not palatial and not ostentatious. It's no. just my man cave. No. Uh, but you've, you've got. 
the uh, you've got two studios actually. I do. I have the uh, Branch got, Studios throughout Australia. Yeah, you have the OB the OB van. Uh, yeah, that's we got an OB uh, van and 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 <laughs> a massive staff here at the Dill Show Studios. And uh, we are actually a and large Bernie multinational Sa- and corporation. The huh? What's that? Bernie Sanders, the socialist dog? Bernie Sanders, our is socialist dog, is in charge of all leisure activities here at the Bill Show Studios. Yeah. So we were out. Do we uh, have, still have Pastor James David Manning in the front? Dr. Office? James David Manning is always in the front. Dr. James, how you doing? <laughs> I'm fine, dude. I'm fine. I'm fine. I got a flame come out of my That's ass. That's right. He's, he's always here, man. He's very happy to see you whenever you come by. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the Bill Show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what are we up to now? Yes, welcome, every welcome listener. What what number are we up to? Two six eight. Two six eight, and ladies said, and gentlemen. We they said we never make it. I and I concurred with those people. So what is going on? Why are we still doing this? <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill. We started. Uh, is it nine years ago? It was a long time ago. We started in two thousand when Obama was president, and it was a simpler time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, early two thousand, early two thousand twelve. Yeah, it's now two thousand twenty one. Yeah. So yeah, we've been going for nine years. Yes. Uh, well, listen, I'll tell you something. It's it's been a trip, but uh, now there's been things to be hopeful for because in the last two weeks, uh, I, I've been very hopeful. I've been watching the the news. Haven't you been hopeful with what's happening in America? Oh yeah, I've been I've been I've been hopeful. Yeah. Uh, but sitting in my uh, luxury uh, hotel, oceanfront hotel. I, I'm still uh, hopeful. Yes, of course and you pampered, are. And pampered. And pampered, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what's really pissing everybody who's listening? You got listeners in Texas, you know, freezing their ass off. <laughs> uh, you really are a prick, you know that. You're really a prick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, uh, up in uh, upstate New York is not any better. No, Glenn, no, that's Glenn true. Is, Upstate yeah, New York's bad yeah. too. Actually, uh, we don't have any listeners in Texas. I'm absolutely sure of it. <laughs> Maybe oh, in Austin. We did. We, that's don't, it. we don't have any more. Yeah. <laughs> and America's still. Uh, uh, it's edging up on six hundred thousand dead. Yeah, but I'll tell you uh, something. So what happened while we were uh, just starting to think about record was just the other day the one point seven yeah. trillion dollar COVID relief bill got passed. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, kids, get out here. Get out here. Come on, yeah. get out here. Give it a cheer. Give it a cheer, kids. I'm going to give a cheer to Chuck Schumer and the guys for uh, actually making something happen that's going to help people. So give it up. Give yeah. it up, kids. Yay, good. All right. And now we can bitch about there not being a $15 minimum wage in America. Now we can do that. Well, you know you know what else? Um, the uh, uh, Somebody said, well, the Republicans said they weren't going to accept uh, the fourteen hundred dollar check. So I'm just wondering how many uh, Trumpanzees are going to send it back. Yeah, yeah. Stick up for yourself, man. You know what? I, you know how many? You know how many? I reckon <laughs> none. Zero. <laughs> none. <laughs> that damn uh, Joe Biden giving me money. Uh, Fuck him. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I'll go and spend it just to spot him. I'm, I'm going to spot him. Turn down uh, uh, to all Trump supporters. 
turn down Satan's cash. You know it's the devil that's sending yeah. you the money, and and close it it's in a and, and, and close it in a plain envelope and send it to Bill and Randy. <laughs> yeah, but make sure you make sure you endorse it. PO Box Australia because the exchange rates are good. So you know if you don't want Satan's money, send it to us. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to happen. Oh, and that woman, that woman, Camel Harris. What? Camel Harris. She's Ted's from her, too. Yeah, no, she's great, man. I, I got to say, yeah. man, I'm a fan. I, I didn't think I would be, but I am. Uh, yeah, I, I am, too. Yeah, let's get started. If we went, I, I got some news music. You ready? You ready for this, Mandy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bring on the news music. Thank you very much. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are again. The Funny Express. Now, this has happened during the last two weeks. The Funny Express, known as CPAC, moved the tent show to Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Of course, this, where else? This is a comedy show, man. you got to do CPAC. And CPAC, of course, is the conservative get-together of right-wing loons every fucking year. Well, you mean it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a feminine hygiene product? Yeah, CPAC. Yeah, consult your doctor. Yeah. May cause rashes. And uh, <laughs> they actually, they actually <laughs> scurried back to their little holes. And you know something? You know, they used to be in Washington, D.C. They'd do it at the center of power. But now, evidently, they've moved it closer to Donald. <laughs> so we, we can... Yeah, because Do- Donald doesn't want to travel. It's very difficult to kiss his ass from Washington. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I can't, my, my and, lips and can't Florida extend that far. <laughs> You can't give Donald a blowjob in Washington. you got to go to Florida to do it. So, uh, yes, the Funny Express, known as CPAC, moved the tent show to Orlando, Florida, for a three-day celebration of high-volume, brain-damaged yelling and sour grapes for losing every election till now. Uh, Ted Cruz made it back from Margaritaville <laughs> to make jokes. And God, Ted Cruz is funny. Let me tell you something. Oh, yeah. Tip your waitresses, baby. That guy is comedy. He really is comedy. (laughs) Ted Cruz made it back from Margaritaville to make jokes while his state was going without water. (laughs) And conservatives continued to be frustrated when getting entertainment for their cross burnings. You know, the problem is Republicans just don't have really talented people to entertain them at these things because... You know, Frank Sinatra died. So these days, uh, witness the dulcet and, and Ronald Reagan. Oh too. yeah, Ronald Reagan. Used to oh, be back in the old days when I was growing up, you had Reagan. You had a whole, yeah. you know, the all of Sin- Charlton. Ha- Charlton Heston. Charlton. Heston I love there. my Republican Party. Now there's no one. Yeah. Now it's just yeah. shit. Now every talented person is going, fuck, man, I, you know, I don't like that. Scott Bayo is all they can get. <laughs> Scott fucking Bayo. Uh, and what's this guy? James, James Woods. James, yeah, Woods. James Woods. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, witness the dull. And a, and, a, and, 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 and a chair. And a chair, absolutely. And Clint Eastwood talking a to a chair. You remember that? The chair. <laughs> Clint, 98 years old, going, I hate you, chair. That was the Republican Party, man. That year was just like yeah. some old asshole. Talking at furniture. And this year, of course, the CPAC outdid themselves when they got, well, I they got this woman to sing the national anthem, ladies and gentlemen. And it was somebody's daughter or sister oh or something. Oh, my and, God. And they couldn't, spr- they couldn't spring for an accompaniment. 
I'm not one for sit- I mean, I'm not one for putting a foot in when someone's down, but yes, I somebody <laughs> put a foot in her mouth so that it would, she would shut up. Witness the. But the thing is, is there was no accompaniment. It was just acapella. No, it was, it was, and she obviously could, she couldn't manage. Which meant that. that you know it was even more obvious that she just was missing a lot of notes. Uh, this this was hysterical. I just I could witness the dulcet tones of a woman who looked and sounded like a tone deaf twelve year old forced to sing at her grandmother's bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> Memories <laughs> like the corners of my mind. <laughs> Misty watercolor memories. <laughs> sing, honey, sing. The Borowitzes are here. The Borowitzes. She's taken so many lessons. Sit down. Would you like something? Okay, fine. Okay. Now, Do you t- like a nose? I had a nose fixed last <laughs> year. Do you like it? It's good. I'm going to give her a nose I'm job. Get a tits next. Uh, She's going to be bigger than Barbara. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hang on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. Being done like you've hang never heard it before. On your teeth, yeah. The Star Spangled Banner at CPAC. Here it is. Gypsy, <laughs> well done, Gypsy. Now get backstage. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, um, it's just th- that's only matched by the three girls at uh, singing to Trump's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it's just the che- th- the three cheerleaders. Yeah, it's girls. just that yeah. bit off. You know, it's just that. Am I cruel? Yes. Are all conservative entertainers talently challenged? Yes. Does this poor girl look like yes. a cult member and sound like a cat in the fucking blender? Yes. 
Seriously, folks, if she thinks she's going to heaven with that voice, she's either drunk or insane. <laughs> to get notes so exquisitely off-key is simply the work of Satan. However, this woeful performance is a perfect metaphor for the conservatives in America. They are making asses. Exactly, absolutely. exactly. They're making asses of themselves in public, and no one has the guts to tell them they aren't great. In fact, they're simply awful. They clinically suck dead donkey dicks. <laughs> but everybody applaud. Ah, oh, you're great. You're great. Only to warm up for a series of slimeball clowns and grifters looking to soak the brainwashed for a few more bucks before they leave town. Behold, ladies and gentlemen, my next story. Uh, Donnie did a bit on the thing. Actually, he did 90 Minutes. He did 90 minutes. 90 I am minutes, not going to yeah. play any Donald Trump because fuck him. <laughs> I, I will. Dribbling I will. Asshole. But here's the <laughs> thing that I love about Trump. He is, it, it, it's like, uh, you know, there are certain people you just know, you, you, they're to, totally predictable. And all you have to do is take the most cynical attitude toward anything. And apply it to Trump, and he'll never disappoint. Which leads us to this. Self-proclaimed billionaire Trump now begging small-dollar donors for money. <laughs> the lies Trump told at the CPAC about the election and his record were not new, but his request for supporters to give money to the guy who's supposedly really rich, uh, to his new political uh, committee was a first. After years of claiming that he was so rich he didn't need anyone else's money for his political campaigns, Donald Trump is officially asking small-dollar donors, many of them lower income and older and lobotomized, <laughs> Jesus, to send them cash. Right now, in a paper bag, potentially hurting the Republican Party's own bait and switch fucking con that they've been running for fucking ever. <laughs> it's not that the Republicans are angry that he's lying through his teeth and he's conning people out of money. The Republicans are angry because that's their gig. <laughs> <laughs> the request was tracked in near near the end of his first public appearance since leaving the presidency January 20th. A 90-minute speech Sunday was largely recycled off-repeated lies. You know, the greatest hits of shit. Uh, I loved it when he sat there and said, It's the most unsuccessful first month ever. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> ever, yeah. Of any president any in history. Any president. Uh, yeah, any president in history. And uh, basically, uh, this, uh, he said, there's only one way to contribute to our efforts. This came, went out to all the CPAC members. There's only one way to contribute to our efforts to elect America first Republican conservatives. And in turn, to make America great again. You know, back when you didn't have any COVID vaccine and no money, and we didn't send you any. You want to go back there, don't you? Sure you do, because you're insane. And that's true. You have to donate to me. Save America Pack and DonaldJTrump.com. He told the political action uh, conference audience. One Trump advisor said that single request resulted in millions of dollars coming into Trump's new political committee and predicted it would eat into the Republican National Committee's conning efforts that they've been at forever. It'll kill it. They're not going to have a small donor problem anymore. 
and in pleasing karma news, ladies and gentlemen, this is good. Remember that dumbass toe rag that left a bitch note and his feet on Nancy Pelosi's death January 6th? Desk January yeah. 6th? <laughs> now, a lot of people would think that I am a bitter, twisted, ruthless, mouthy fuck. Oh, too late, too late, Bill, too late. Um, and not, nothing yeah. fails to <laughs> tickle my fancy than a good fucking piece of karma. <laughs> <laughs> in a hot, steaming fucking piece of well-laid karma right on pompous, dumb fucks. So listen to this, guys. Insurrectionist photographed in Nancy Pelosi's office says it's unfair that he remains jailed. <laughs> They're dragging this out. They're letting everyone else out except me. Said Richard Barnett. <laughs> yeah, dick. <laughs> you shit in Nancy Pelosi's office. You were arrogant about it. You sat there and like had people take pictures of you. The U.S. Capitol insurrectionist photographed sit- and stole her and stole and, her and, mail and stole her mail. Uh, Richard Barnett, sixty, <laughs> pleaded with a judge. Pleaded. On your hands and knees, cockface. <laughs> no, 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 you sexist, misogynist asshole. You're dealing with a woman and she's going to go, oh, fuck you. He pleaded with a judge. Pleaded with a judge. I hope it was a woman judge. I really hope it was a woman. Thursday court hearing in Washington to let him out of jail where he's been held since he was arrested shortly after he was among the supporters of then-President Donald Trump. Do you know the guy who said there, I'm with you, I'm walking down with you. Hey, evidently, John, you're the only one, Dick, you're the only one getting arrested here, uh, who stormed the U.S. Capitol January 6th. Pictures of the Arkansas man mugging for the camera as he sat in Pelosi's office quickly surfaced and have become iconic images because he's an asshole. They're dragging this out. They're letting everyone else except me out. Oh. I've been here, and this is my favorite part. I've been here a long time. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, that's right, bitch. <laughs> You're going to be saying, oh, hey there. <laughs> About 300 people so far have been arrested by federal officials on charges stemming from the riot, with most released from custody as their cases proceed. However, Dick Barnett ain't one of them. Uh, and as he left, he wanted to reiterate that he thought, this is a bunch of crap. They can't keep pushing me out month by month, he yelled, pleading that he does not want to remain in a D.C. prison for another month while others are already home. <laughs> Barnett's found purse was futile. After a five-minute recess, his lawyers told the judge they intended to file a new bail motion. The judge said he would rule on whether to release Barnett after that has failed. After going to the bathroom and having a good laugh, <laughs> then abruptly ending the hearing, <laughs> Barnett was indicted on seven counts. What a fucking douchebag, including felony obstruction and official proceeding charge. The day of the insurrection, Barnett identified himself and bragged to the New York Times. You dumb fuck. (laughs) 
about an envelope he had taken it, from Bill. Pelosi's desk. Adding, he left a quarter to pay for it. <laughs> That's funny. He was a did he really? Yeah. How <laughs> funny is it now, dickweed? <laughs> mm. uh, in Facebook, those post days after the invasion of the Capitol, Burnett called himself a white nationalist. I'm white, and there's no denying that. I'm a nationalist. I put nation first. <laughs> So that makes me a white nationalist. <laughs> Five people died in the insurrection, including Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. More than 100 other officers were injured. And this guy is complaining about going to jail. You know what really pisses me off is you look at Russia, and you look at those guys out in the street. They are protesting for their freedom in weather that's 30 below zero. And these fuckers... Mm. <laughs> I can't go back to Orlando. <laughs> you know, it's like... Oh, I, they won't let me fly on the plane. They say I'm they're, a terrorist. Yeah, they're, they're American revolutionaries, right? I broke a nail. Yeah. Do you have cable? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> your other friend, uh, Bill, your other friend, um, Jacob Chansley, yeah. or the QAnon shaman, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, has now claimed that he, he wasn't actually attacking the country uh, in an interview on 60 Minutes Plus. Yeah which he did without permission, and they're really pissed yeah. off about. He said, I was just trying to bring God back to the Senate. Huh? <laughs> and he's and he's follically challenged, you know? What do you mean, holically um, challenged? He's bald. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's bald, but he's also... When you take, when you take the horns and the fur yeah. off his head... Yeah, but he bald. wants to bring God back to the Senate? In a car? Yeah. I mean, and, But what? there was 300 <laughs> people charged. <laughs> 300 people were yeah, charged. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a, I mean, that's that a lot. That is a lot. And I think that Barnett and Chansley, yeah. uh, I mean, they're the, they're the uh, sort of the, the face of the, the insurrection, mm. you know, the celebrity uh, arrests, but there were 300 people I know. arrested. You know, and, and absolutely. That's, that's yeah, good. good. Fantastic. Everybody said they got off. That's everybody said they got off, yeah. and they. Didn't. You know what I really have a problem though with is I. You know, you look at these people, and they're all misogynist bullies. You know, they, you know. I mean, I really I look at guys like that, and I go, yeah. You know what pisses you off? She's a woman. That really pisses you off. And you, you, you take a bully like yeah. that, and you smack him hard, and what do you get? Whiny little bitch. You smack. Donald Long, mm. whiny little bitch. You know? All the bravado and all the masculinity that they throw around all the time with their guns and their fucking shit. And you smack them hard enough yeah. and they're just whiny little bitches. Which, by the way, leads us to another story. Would you like to hear another story then? Oh, wow. Uh, good. I was hoping we were going Tuck somewhere. Tuck up your high chairs, ladies and gentlemen, while I tell you another story. Okay. Once upon... Oh, <laughs> hello, gather everybody. close, gather close. <laughs> hello, everybody. This is your, this is your uh, little housemate here telling you a story before you go to bed. <laughs> there once was a fellow named. Oh, you're using the voice you use with the I know. Kids. I, Don't I, do I'm, that. I'm, I'm inventing a new character <laughs> who sounds like he sounds like a nun, but she's really a she's a right bitch. <laughs> 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 oh, that that Trump! He's 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 really is. You're Mrs. Doubt. You're doing your yes, Mrs. It's, Doubtfire. It's Mrs. Voice. Doubtfire. It's a little Mrs. Doubtfire. It's if, if oh, that Doubtfire, Donald Trump! Yeah. He's a bad boy and a bit of a cunt, isn't he? <laughs> which 
<laughs> Which brings us to, ladies and gentlemen, serving a Trump. Now, this is an actual story that I dug up. This made me laugh. Serving Trump a Diet Coke requires elaborate steps, says leaked restaurant document. <laughs> what? <laughs> First of all, how many leaked restaurant documents are there? It's like, do we have spies going into restaurants and kind of going out? They leaked a document about the uh, turnips. Um, a report on the inner workings of BLT Prime, the steakhouse inside the Trump International Hotel in Washington, D.C., has revealed the extensive serving procedure for former President Donald Trump's Diet Cooks. There was a procedure. Someone wrote it out. As well as several other demanding tendencies of the Trump inner circle. Oh, tell me more. The report was published by Washingtonian Magazine, which obtained a standard operating procedure document used by all BLT staffers. According to the document, servers had to follow had to follow a series of steps every time Trump ordered a Diet Coke. These included... Open can, pour in glass. What, what else do you need? Yeah, these included, I, I kid you not, presenting him with a bottle of hand sanitizer, asking Trump if he wanted the soda with or without ice, providing glasses and chilled bottles in advance of his reply, holding both the bottle opener and the Diet Coke by their lower lids while presenting them, opening the bottle in front of Trump, never beforehand, and gingerly placing the beverage on the Trump's right-hand side. (laughs) At which point the Trump would lower its beak and absorb it through its... (laughs) its... its capillaries. (laughs) It's not... it's not friggin' Chateau Margaux. I mean, it's Diet Coke. You don't want to get too close to Boba Fett's mouth when he's feeding. Um... Trump's dining procedure, I'd like to do a voice for this. Trump's dining procedure was similarly complex. Even though the president always ate the same dishes, a shrimp cocktail, a well-done steak, fries, and occasionally an apple pie or chocolate cake. He's a connoisseur, Donnie. Popovers accompanying the steak had to be served within two minutes. And servers had to open multiple bottles of Heinz ketchup in front of the then president so that he could hear each bottle popped when they opened. <laughs> Donnie, you just thinking up shit to be a dick? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like, if you want to know somebody who's like, it is. Yeah, but he, here's the thing, man. You, I, and you and I know this is that we're both actors, man. And I was a waiter. Do you? Were you ever a waiter when you were an actor? Yeah, we've all yeah, we've done all that. done it. And if you want to spot really quick a cunt, I mean, sorry, okay, I do. I won't use it. An asshole. Look for the asshole who's rude to waiters. Yeah, there's your test. If you are with someone who's just for no reason, a rude asshole, because they can be, he's a cunt. <laughs> and yeah. Trump didn't disappoint. When I read this, I went, yeah, that'd be right. Uh, Trump himself never returned a plate, but if he was disappointed, you can bet the complaint would travel down the ranks. Like the time President questioned why his dining companion got a bigger steak than I did. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of things bigger 
than yours, Ronnie. The people are bigger than you. <laughs> just ask. Just here, did you have your steak with or without mushrooms? <laughs> it's so peeny weeny. His is much larger. Champignon. The report also revealed. Oh Christ, man! This guy. <laughs> This fucking guy, you know. I, you know, trays of junk food ranging from Snickers bars to gummy bears to Tootsie Rolls. They were prepared each time Trump came by the restaurant. Other members of the Trump's inner circle were also high maintenance, including Hope Hicks, the White House former director of strategic cu- uh, communications and lingerie model, who once criticized staff for taking too long with her meal and received an apology from the manager in a dessert storm to make up for the delayed service. Uh, Tiffany Trump, who sometimes brunched with, uh, with her friends at Georgetown, was often a no-show for reservations, and one former staffer described her cancellations as a pain in the ass. Most of all, however, a special douchebag alert and award goes to... Can you guess it? Of course you can. It's Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) (laughs) Who would often demand a table for 10 without prior notice and seem to treat the restaurant like his office. Former executive chef William Bill Williamson said that he was always doing more paperwork than eating. And eventually staffers created a plaque that read Rudolph W. Giuliani private office and mounted it on the bathroom and placed it on the former New York Jr.'s table prior to his arrival. Trump's love of Diet Cokes extended beyond BLT Prime and into the Oval Office. The former president reportedly drank a dozen Diet Cokes a day and had a red button on his desk when he used to get a special order for sodas. The button was removed by President Joe Biden. (laughs) Thank fucking Christ. (laughs) And replace with one for the... Yeah, I was always coach. wondering if he would mistake that. And when it died, uh, boom, that red oh. button, The red button, yeah. <laughs> now, I also... Don't push the button, don't push the I button. I was going to do a thing, first of all, uh, and I just wanted to do a quick thing that was more about, first of all, all the great stuff that Joe Biden's done. And I think getting that $1.7 or $1.9 trillion uh, help was very, very important. But there are a bunch of guys... In the Democratic Party, who didn't vote for a $15 minimum wage. Why is that? (laughs) Considering that's part of the Democratic Party platform. Uh, So I have a list of those people. And ladies and gentlemen, in our next break, Randy's going to be doing a story about the minimum wage. And we are going to release to you these senators... Well, we're not going to release to you. You already know them. But uh, we're going to release the names and a little background on each of the senators who decided that you don't need to get paid $15 an hour. seven twenty-five, and, you know, living in poverty, that'd be good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah come on, yeah, yeah. And you use dick shit at fucking excuses like, well, people lose their jobs. Not according to every statistic after every wage loss. And by the way, here in Australia, when the Chambers of Commerce want to make sure that you don't have a raise in pay, that's the same excuse they use. It's horseshit. It is long since horseshit. But that's that's what I'm going to serve when uh, when you do your bit. And that's all I have today. Yeah. I want to hear those names. I want to throw dark Okay. We'll have some fun. So uh, that's it for me, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be back in a moment, and we're going to have Randy's rant. What do you got in store for us, Randy? 
Uh, what for comedy? Or the, for rant, the rant, baby. What are you doing? I'm going to rant about the, the yes, minimum sir. wage and the Texas freeze. Very good. Very good. So stay tuned, folks. Yeah. We're going to have a little bit of a talk after that. But first, some comedy, some of the best satirical comedy we've heard all week. Welcome to The Bill Show, show number 268. 268. See you in a minute. If you thought shit was getting out of hand before, get a load of this. Hasbro said they're not going to call him Mr. Potato Head no more. You know what? I was fine with my kids playing dress up with a plastic potato. But if you can't call him Mr. or Mrs., well, that shit's just unnatural. What's his pronoun, tater and tot? We like gender roles at my house. My wife does woman's work. She cooks and cleans. And I do man's work. I'm a chef and a custodian. I put food on the TV trays, and my wife cooks it. That You know, as soon as I seen Hasbro was doing away with Mr. Potato Head, and I'm going to keep calling him Mr., me and Marjorie Taylor Green marched into my kid's room, and, you know, Bubby was sitting there on the floor playing with his G.I. Joes, the big ones, the kind with clothes. And Sissy, she was there, too, playing with her little cars and trucks, Barbie ones, they're pink. I marched over their toy box. I dug through all kinds of toys. Play-Doh, blocks, Legos, crayons. And I found that Mr. Potato Head. And I held it up and I said, we're only using gendered toys in this house from now on. Because what's next? Can I not use my Mr. Coffee no more? How about Mrs. Dash? Can those two not have a threesome with Mrs. Butterworth? Probably not. Probably not. If they got Aunt Jemima, they'll get her ass too. Now, I'm, I'm tired of this shit. I need to know the gender of everything because I like to know which of my inanimate objects can fuck. Thank you for watching. Oh, we've got a lot to get to. Eddie Murphy and Arsenio are standing by, but first... Don't get too excited. The return of the mythical creature known as Donald Trump, who was at CPAC yesterday, which sounds like the antibiotic you might get after being exposed to Ted Cruz in a hot tub, but it's not. It's the Conservative Political Action Conference, where things got off to a magnificent start. Let our flag was still there. And that was the best part of the whole thing. That was, a, that was the highlight. The main event was Fibaracci himself. After weeks of hibernation, Donald Trump emerged from hiding. He was more than an hour late getting started. But once he got on stage, not only was the magic back, he was surprisingly diplomatic. And some might even say supportive of his successor in the White House. Joe Biden has had the most disastrous first month of any president in modern history. That's true. <laughs> so says the president who spent his first month arguing over crowd size. 
ordering a Muslim ban, rage tweeting the Women's March, firing Sally Yates, mocking Arnold Schwarzenegger for ratings on The Apprentice and golfing six times. But Yelvis went on and, and on and on and on for more than 90 minutes. He was yelling. My wife was yelling at me for watching him. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like that show, Doctor Pimple Popper. All this disgusting stuff keeps coming out, and you're like, "Oh my God, when is this going to end?" But until it does, you can't look away. That's him. That's Donald. Gentlemen, it's time to keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times because it's time once again for Randy's Rant. It's rant time, Randy. <laughs> no, actually, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't do that here. Oh, come on, do it. No, I'm. I'm. I'm in a luxury hotel. I have to be a bit more. <laughs> you can't get reserved. you can't get sleazy in a luxury hotel. In a luxury hotel, no, I don't think I can. Okay. <clears throat> and I, I don't have any boxer shorts. <laughs> yes, from a luxury hotel at an unknown unknown location. <laughs> it's time now for Randy's it rant. Is too. Randy, what do you got? Oh, you know, I, I had a list of things I wanted to rant about. The fact that. Since the election, the conservatives have zeroed in on Kamala's clothes. You know, like... Really? Well, she's made a point of wearing uh, sort of lesser-known designers, uh, women of color, etc., and bring, yeah. bringing them to the fore. And I thought, well, that's quite a nice thing. And then she wore a Dolce and a Gabbana top. Well, you should have heard them. It was just terrible. So I oh, decided, really? no, that's just, I'm not, I'm not a, a gossip magazine. I just think that just shows how stupid conservatives are. I mean, like, they never said anything about uh, 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 malaria wearing a $75,000 coat <laughs> and all that sort of shit. I know. But as soon as, as soon as, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kamala, who's an independently wealthy woman, uh, yeah. bought, uh, wears a $500 top. Oh, yeah. they, yeah. they just lose their, no, they that's just terrible, lose their minds. They that's lose terrible. their minds. You know, the, th the thing is, Randy, you know, is that they're just reaching for anything. It's the I, I was watching it's Fox News. Oh, sure, but I was watching Fox News and they were going on about Mr. Potato Head. I mean, it's like, <laughs> fuck. Oh, did you like that? Uh, but it's you true. Guys, it's you true. guys are fucking desperate, man. <laughs> well, it's not only just Mr. Potato Head. There's also talk of banning uh, the musical Grease from high schools because it talks about virginity and uh Oh, for God's sex. sake. Uh, you know, like... Uh, uh, Look at me, I'm Sandra D, dripping with virginity. Lyrics like that. High schools are it's yeah. now going to have to be reduced by nobody under 18 years of age. What? I don't know. Just don't. I mean, what can I say? Because why would sex be something that you would deal with at high school? Uh, <laughs> you know, exactly. When would that ever happen? It's, you know, <laughs> it's grease lightning. The chicks will scream in their G cream their jeans for grease lightning. You know, it's. Anyway. Well, this is the thing. You know, it was, you know, I mean, I'm all for, you know, being correct. 
But, you know, I heard somebody the other day who said that, well, I just heard somebody else say they want to they cut films like Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's right. Where Mickey Rooney, Ricky Rooney has this terribly sex, you know, I mean, it's terribly racist portrayal uh, of a Jap- Chinese guy. Japanese guy, yeah. Yeah, now, okay, listen, uh, I know that, but I also know context. Yeah. I also know when it was produced. I also know what was acceptable at that time. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I go in to see that, that's part of what I'm going to see. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can understand people taking a hard thing. I, I can't watch Gone with the Wind anymore now that I, you know, read Howard Zinn and then watch Gone with the Wind and you stop, never stop throwing up. Yeah. But, you know, what are we going to do? Start critiquing art forms that, you know, I mean... It, uh, you know, what are we going to start editing the Constitution or editing the Declaration of Independence? Yeah, because, yeah, it's ridiculous. We can't, you know, we can't go back. We can know, only go forward. You can't go back. And it's good that people remember mm. that, actually. It's good that they know learn, that. Learn from history, you know, but don't try to change history. No, you just can't. Anyway, you know, that wasn't what I was going to talk about. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that doesn't matter. What I wanted to talk about. And this is uh, what yeah. I felt was uh, the big news story of the week was the minimum wage vote. Now, as you said, yeah. uh, the Senate on Friday um, passed Joe Biden's nineteen or $1.9 trillion coronavirus aid bill. Now, that's nearly as big, if not bigger, than the defense budget, which is usually the biggest thing in America. So that is an incredible, an incredible piece of legislature yeah. but yeah but they there was a, a bid to tack a $15 minimum wage to it by Bernie mm. Sanders and eight democrats crossed the aisle as we call it here <laughs> or jumped ship and joined yeah. the block of 50 republicans so 58 uh, to 42 and uh, it was taken off the bill would you like to know the names of those? I'd love to know the names guys? of those things because I don't want them elected again. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. Yes, that's right. Here they are, the top eight Democrats who thought you should live, you know, in poverty, in poverty if you yeah. don't have a job. Okay, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. Uh, Manchin, moderate Democrat who holds birds a former seat, had previously expressed disapproval of a minimum wage hike, standing with Senate parliamentarian McDonough. My only vote is to protect the bird row, hell or high water. I don't know what that means. Everybody know that, knows that. I, I, I don't know why the bird rule trumps the idea that, you know, that people have a living wage. Uh, Kristen Cinema of Arizona, never heard of her before. Cinema, uh, another key moderate who had previously thrown cold water on minimum wage hikes, like a real Democrat, also voted against the proposal on Friday to represent her nay vote. The Arizona senator dramatically voted with a thumbs down, like John McCain, to the Senate clerk. <laughs> I hate a living wage. Yeah. Fuck that. Terrific. <laughs> really good political move. Yeah, you know that is. I hope none of these, uh, John- none of these eight ever get reelected. Yeah, John Tester of Montana, uh, Tester voted against the proposal on Friday. Manchin said he and Tester hoped to the spending in the stimulus package as a whole would be better targeted. 
helping the people that need help the most. However, they did offer to target it, and of course, John didn't take them up on yeah. the offer. Uh, Janine Sheehan of New Hampshire, uh, she uh, supports the minimum wage hike, but only with safeguards to protect small business and restaurants who have borne the economic brunt of the coronavirus pandemic to ensure that they don't go under. Yeah, you know something? Um, that should be able to be worked out. That should be able to work that. And the minimum wage isn't going to come in immediately. It, it, it comes in over time. Uh, Maggie Hansen of New Hampshire. Angus King of Maine. Uh, Tom Carper of Delaware. And rounding up the people in the Democratic Party who think you shouldn't have a living wage, uh, Senator Chris Cohn's of Delaware. Let's give, him a, let's give him a hand, everybody. Yeah, kids. What a bunch of guys, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Every Democrat and many Republicans agree that the federal minimum wage of seven twenty-five an hour is too long is too low for pets to live, and it has to be raised. President Button has called for to raise it at fifteen dollars an hour, uh, and works. It wants to work with colleagues for the legislation. None of that work actually uh, did have a, a thing. But if you have an individual vote later, these guys better get on the right side of history. Yeah. Um, now, the minimum wage, uh, here's our comparison. The minimum wage in Australia is $19.84 per hour. Yep. Uh, or uh, 783 per week. Now, this is yep. the equivalent of $15.24 an, uh, an hour U.S. Yep. Or U.S. five seventy seven sixty per week. Now, that's the Australian yep. minimum wage. Now, on top yep. of that, to make it even more, is Australia has lots of free extras built in, like unemployment benefits, um, uh, health care, Social Security, which we don't have to contribute to apart from in taxes. Yep. Whereas in America, you have to contribute to all of those. Now, here's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. The OECD actually rates Australia as the highest minimum wage in the world. When you, yep. when you adjust it for purchase power parity. One country, I think Luxembourg, mm. pays people more, but they don't have the benefits. Now, the minimum wage is, the, right. is, is considered the lowest salary or payment in exchange for work that employers can legally compensate their workers. Uh, so, like you say, a living wage. Now, opponents of the minimum wage, like you say, believe it increases poverty, increases unemployment because low-wage workers will be unable to find work damages businesses because wage requirements will cause businesses to raise prices of their product and services to accommodate labor costs. However, supporters of minimum wages argue the opposite, saying that it increases the standard of living for workers, reduces poverty, reduces inequality, and boosts employee morale and boosts the economy. Because more money in the pockets of workers means more money in the economy because they're going to spend it. In the last two tax cuts that Trump has given these big giveaways to large multinational corporations, and just like with the Bush tax cuts, they, you know, that was done basically so they'd expand their operations and employ more people. You know what they did? They bought back their stock. Yeah. And what we have in Australia... None of, it went, none of it trickled down. The only thing that... No, of course down, not. The only thing that trickles down is piss. They piss on the lower... Yeah, I remember... Steve, 
You remember the Steve Miller band, Take the Money and Run? Yeah, yeah that's exactly what they've been doing. And the, these same cocksuckers don't want you to have a minimum wage. And, and believe me, they personally benefit it. They personally benefit it. Yeah. Yes. They just make more money. You know, it's a good good thing that we do here that they ought to consider in the United States is the Fair Work Commission, and that's an independent panel that sets it sets the minimum wage after considering submissions both from industry and unions, as well as academic research. They raised it three percent this year after an increase of three point five percent in two thousand eighteen and three point three percent in two thousand seventeen. Now these rises, most importantly, outpace both inflation and broader wage growth. It gives an agreement for both workers and unions and everybody that your uh, minimum wage will not be outpaced by inflation. Right now, that minimum wage hasn't been raised in what seven eight years. Yeah. It's disgraceful. Yeah. It's disgraceful. It is. Because it doesn't buy what it had in 2009. So the minimum wage is actually even lower than it's even lower than 725. Yeah. Cool. Right. Here's Bernie. I promise you. We are going to raise that minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. We are not going to give up. This is not going to be the last vote on minimum wage. Trust me on that. You're warning that it's a mistake to vote against raising the minimum wage. You want to see Democrats held accountable. Is that right? Well, I think it's not only Democrats. The sad, this is really a sad state of affairs where, to the best of my knowledge, we don't have one Republican, not one Republican, who understands that we've got to raise the minimum wage to a living wage. But we have the majority leader here in the Senate supportive of it. We have the Speaker of the House, Pelosi, supportive of it. The vast majority of the American people are supportive. And the idea that we have a parliamentarian who was elected by nobody, who was simply a Senate staffer, making a determination that 30 million Americans are not going to get a pay raise is to me unacceptable. So we're going to win this, if not this week, in the near future. $7.25 an hour is a starvation wage, as you've indicated. It has not been raised by Congress since 2007. We got millions of people in this country who are working 40 hours a week are living in poverty. Half of our people today, 50% of workers in America are living paycheck to paycheck. They work 40 hours a week. They don't have a nickel to put into the bank for the future. So we have got to address that issue of low wages and millions of people struggling after working 40 hours a week and raising the minimum wage will be a significant step forward. At the end of the day, this is what the working people of this country want. This is what the American people want. And we are going to pass it, period. Yeah, Uncle Bernie, man, Uncle Bernie. Yeah, you know what I love? I love about the fact is that that guy lost an election. Remember when Hillary lost her election? You know what she did? She ran around the ran around the goddamn world. Yeah, he got stabbed in the back twice, but whatever. After after she stopped getting election, you know what she did? She went around the world. She charged $250 to $300 a ticket here in Australia for me to see them talk. Yeah, yeah. This is what Bernie Sanders has been doing. You know, I, I, when I look at character, because Bernie Sanders is never going to be president now. It's, it's never going to be. But if you really want to know character, 
This guy dances with who brung him. He ran on that, and he's still the one who's absolutely true to you. He's the guy. He's the one that's absolutely true to what he says. Okay? And I'm not trashing Hillary except for the fact that, you know. Bit of a money grubber with her notoriety, yeah. Well, it's just the proof, you know. I mean, judge people by what they do. Yeah, but this Bernie, is what Bernie's he does. Great. He still else. travels, coach. He still shakes hands and takes photos with people. Yep. He's a real guy. He's a real guy, and he's on your side. Yeah. And I'm not trying to get him elected to anything because he knows he's not going to get elected. Well, to he's got he's held, got a hold of the post strings now, and that's an yeah, important place to be. Yeah. Okay. What, you, what else you got, my okay, friend? Okay, this I think is uh, really important because it really does. Um, Unfortunately, uh, again, with all of the COVID now hitting 600,000 dead, to have this happen, and it's happened before. It happened uh, after Katrina. Uh, So this happens frequently. Texas freezes. Now, millions in Texas, as of last week, were without power and water because their pipes froze. Uh, 21 people died. Power companies yeah. failed and then overcharged yeah. consumers and suppliers by $16 billion. Okay? Well, An 11-year-old boy died of hypothermia in Texas after two nights without power in a caravan because they couldn't have... Well, Ted Cruz was in Cancun yeah, well, or Ted tried Cruz, to get there. Now, this happens quite regularly because it's it's the, the grid is so deregulated in that state. <laughs> and it's totally, Bless totally you. unsuited for bitter weather. Now, and the, the governor said, oh, this will never happen again. It happens regularly. You know, it's just right. money-grubbing power companies. Now, I've got a recording that I'd like to play. Uh, this is the chap sure. Matthew Cook. Um, he's mm-hmm. a, uh, a commentator on YouTube. He used to write for Bernie Sanders. I think he's just got a great way of speaking and presenting. And this is his take on the Texas energy massacre. Matthew Cook on Texas here on The Bill Show. The great state of Texas got hit with freezing temperatures and snow last week. There were some counties that reached a low of negative 19 degrees Fahrenheit. That's when the power went out. And millions of people got cut off from their electricity and their heat. Water systems in over 140 counties got compromised, and so dozens have died that we know of so far from hypothermia, from carbon monoxide poisoning, because they were scrambling to get heat from their cars. There's an 11-year-old boy who froze to death in his own bed because it was nine degrees outside, and his home didn't have heat or gas. The power grid's finally coming back online, but right now, as of this moment, tens of thousands of outages remain, and there are millions of people in a life-and-death situation facing food and water shortages. This is an infrastructure catastrophe. It was predicted, and it was preventable. This is what happens when a legislature is allowed to dismantle the government and let the so-called free market run amok. Texas has something called a wholesale energy market where power providers get to compete against each other to provide electricity to customers. But because it's deregulated, 
There's no requirements for emergency protections and consistency of service. So there's zero incentive to provide the best service, just the cheapest. So even though there was fair warning of severe weather events, even though Texas has experienced weather-related blackouts in the past, these companies did a cost-benefit analysis and found that doing the wrong thing would be the most profitable, so they didn't bother to winterize their equipment. The president and CFO of one of these gas companies made their priorities very clear. He said during a phone call with his investors, this week is like hitting the jackpot because some energy customers got charged $6,000 for a few days of electricity because of scarcity of supply, because a critical mass of coal and nuclear and natural gas facilities, which provide the majority of Texas power, were offline because they couldn't withstand the cold and the surging demand. Making matters worse, Texas is the only state in the mainland USA whose power grid isn't connected to neighboring states, cutting it off from access to help. Texas Governor Greg Abbott went on Fox News and just lied. He blamed the Green New Deal and windmills themselves for freezing, even though turbines in the Arctic Circle are working just fine because they're winterized, even though windmills were not responsible for the vast majority of the outages. Let's take a moment to contextualize Fox News. It's not news. Their business model is inventing things that stoke the flames of culture war. Their business model is creating talking points to provide cover for the ongoing reckless dismantling of the U.S. government. Fox's own lawyers have stated that the general tenor of their premier shouting head, Tucker Carlson, informs a viewer that Carlson's not stating actual facts about the topics he discusses and is instead engaging in exaggeration and non-literal commentary. The judge for a case where Carlson was sued for slander last year, he confirmed that account. And he said, given Mr. Carlson's reputation, any reasonable viewer arrives with an appropriate amount of skepticism about his statements. So there you go. If you're continuing to watch Fox News, you're not doing it because you want to see reporting on real life. You're watching because you want to live in a live-action role-playing game where you get to pretend to be the target of evil communists and you have to stockpile your guns in case they come to steal your gender. Meanwhile, on the round earth, this anti-government movement that Fox markets around the clock keeps pirating our public services, keeps trying to suppress our voting rights, and keeps blaming cutting-edge clean energy technology for the reason that they've seceded from the union of common sense and not only failed their people, but they've gotten them killed. That this Texas senator, the seditious Ted Cruz, fled to Mexico for a vacation during this crisis, it doesn't just demonstrate his callous disregard for the people that he claims to fight for, but that the losers of this fantasy cult game that they're all selling are real-life people who got left to burn down their own houses for heat. Meanwhile, the Green New Deal proponent, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, raised millions in emergency funds for Texas for her own constituents. Laudable. It's not a long-term solution. This is going to happen again, and it's going to get worse, because we've got two clear and present dangers that intersect 
We have the climate crisis and an infrastructure crisis. We're the richest country in the world. We should have the highest quality, most top of the line, nationally coordinated clean energy grid that runs smoothly no matter the threat because it protects our people. That's the Green New Deal. And anybody opposing that has no business in public service because they're not working for you. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. I would say that. that that's about right. You know, it's something that amazes me, how meek and mild people are in America, because if a government in Australia did that to its population, uh, they would be run out of... They would run out of... You know, like like the, the current yeah. prime minister that we have uh, abandoned us during a bushfire. And he's well, going to smoke. Him, yeah. Oh, no, he's, you know, you know oh, fuck. This guy is toast, toast, toast. He's toast. Because any self-respecting population will run these fuckers out on a rail. Really, seriously. Yeah. And Fox is the reason that people put up with this shit. That's right. And Fox is. And, because Rupert Murdoch uh, tells people what to think here, too. Rupert Murdoch should be in prison. He should be in prison. He's, he's an evil, corrupt, awful, I think distinctly one of the most evil human beings on the planet. Period. Yeah. Evil. Straight up. You know. Just an you opinion can, of mine. You can, Take it or leave it. <laughs> you look at the headlines <laughs> each day, and you can tell which is the Murdoch press because he just says negative things about... Uh, you know what's going on, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. We have Murdoch here, but no one pays attention to it. You know, I mean, well, we, Murdoch owns the press here in Melbourne yeah. with the Herald Sun, which is a dishrag of a paper. It's awful, you know. It's shockingly awful. And the uh, Sky News, which uh, is supposed to be, you know, shock jock style Fox News. No one listens to it. <laughs> Absolutely no one listens to it. You know, it's just a bunch of political hacks doing the same, you know, the same uh, the same corporate model as America. And it doesn't Yeah, yeah. It doesn't take off here, you know. People, you know, people pay attention to what people do here, I think a lot more. You know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, such is life. Yeah, and, and we pay more attention to what goes on overseas as well. More people here, yeah. I think, know what goes on in America than America knows what goes on elsewhere in the world. Oh, yeah. There's an awareness of how absolutely fucked America is, mm. you know, and how Rupert has done that. And by the way, he's an Australian, so you're <laughs> or welcome. he was. It's, he was. <laughs> he gave it up so he could buy the the uh, uh, Washington Post, wasn't it, or something? Oh, no. He has no nationality. No, no. He gave, he gave up. He gave up his Australian citizenship to become an American. Yeah, and then he bought the Wall Street Journal. Oh, that's you know, right. That's right. Yeah, which which amazes me when even the Wall Street Journal, the Wall Street Journal, the is a piece of shit now. It, it everything is not he touches turns to shit. Huh? Everything he touches turns to shit. Oh yeah, they're he's just trying to, he's trying to buy the he's trying to buy the Bill Show. No, no, he can fuck off. <laughs> I don't care how much you offer me, Rupert. And that's, you know, something people say, well, he's never going to offer you. Yeah, it's true. 
But I would assume a gnaw off my own fucking hand that worked for Rupert Murdoch. (laughs) I seriously would. Because there's a special place in fucking hell for people who work for Murdoch. Really, seriously, you know. If you think that you're going to hell because you did a whole lot of other things and you were working for Rupert Murdoch, save the car fare, man. You did it. You're you're working for Satan, Inc. (laughs) That's That's it, man. That's it. Anything else hey, for I, us, Randy? No, I think that's the, our show. Uh, we're, we're hitting we're hitting an hour, aren't we? Yeah, we're hitting an hour. We better say goodnight. Hey, listen, everybody. Uh, we're uh, really happy to keep doing the show. Uh, if you like our show, please uh, get in touch with us. You can reach us at the bills on XPR at gmail.com. And uh, we're also uh, revamping our website. It will come back. It will come back. I promise. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, in we col- are in color a- this time. In color this time, not black in and white. In color. <laughs> Thursdays, eight o'clock. In yeah. color. <laughs> and it's seven o'clock Mountain Time. Yeah. Anyway, guys, we're going to say goodbye to you now. Keep safe. Keep warm if you're down there. And uh, and get the jab. Uh, get don't the forget- jab. Get the jab. Get the jab. Get the jab. <laughs> And don't forget to enjoy the successes, uh, the uh, COVID thing. That's a big success. And uh, yeah, stay well, yeah. stay happy. I hope happy. the death rate slows down, yeah. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, Take care, my friends. Listener. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.